All right. Well, this morning, we are going to do something a little bit different. So if you aren't aware, Kaylin mentioned this, but as a church and really as a movement of churches, the Antioch movement of churches, um, we are doing a corporate fast right now. So it's a three-week deal. We're one week into it. And we basically are just, like Kaylin said, we're hungering for more of God. So it could look different for everybody. Some people are doing a Daniel fast where it's just fruits and veggies. Some people are doing media. Some people are doing, you know, water and juice, whatever it looks like. Basically just saying, I want less of what I normally consume so that I can have more of God. And I was thinking about it this morning and I was like, man, the whole concept of like doing some spiritual discipline it can be tricky, like conceptually. And so it's not always the most helpful just to teach on it over and over and over. Sometimes it's actually more helpful to hear, hey, what actually happens when you do this? Like, is there any real results? Just like, you know, if you were ever into P90X or I don't know, whatever health programs are out there. Um, that was like when I was in high school, that's what people talked about. Anyway, if you watch these like YouTube ad videos that are like health oriented or diet focused, like if, if someone's just talking over and over and over about how much this diet works, you kind of tune them out after about five seconds, but they know that. So they share all these like little short testimony videos of like, I looked like this and now I look like this, or I used to like pass out after I walked 10 steps and now I ran a marathon. Like you, you want to see the results, right? You want to see that whatever this thing is, is actually working. So this morning, we are going to have an opportunity just to hear from people who have been going through this fast and have been praying and seeking the Lord, and maybe not even this one specifically, but people who have done this discipline in the past and have seen God move and are seeing God move because we don't serve a God who is dead or even asleep. We serve a God who is alive, who is working, who is moving and changing lives in our midst. And so we want to give some people an opportunity this morning to just share what he's doing in this fast. So I'm going to start by inviting up Matt Theodore here, and he's going to lead us off. Hey, guys. Oh, man. I just, if you guys don't know me, I'm not generally a super emotional person, but I like it's a 50% chance I'm just going to like cry on stage and just lay on the floor and Christian will have to come back up here. The Lord is doing so much right now. I just, I just want to impress it on you. And I, I just also want you to know that it has nothing to do with me. Like Christian share my name and I just so desire to remain like nameless because like if you asked me three weeks ago what God was doing, even though he was doing things that were miraculous, I would have been like, man, I don't know. Cause I just, all the time I forget, you know? And it's just amazing how he reminds us. So I just want to say, if you're like disillusioned right now, or you have disappointment, or like you're like, why am I even here at church? Or am I even making an impact? Like you are, the Lord is using you. There's invitation right now. Like I've never seen before in my life. I'm only 27, but it's a crazy invitation. And the Lord is just leading us. So yeah, I just want to testify like that God is our leader. Like he can lead us right now. There's so much distrust, right? On like, who can we trust? Who can we not trust? And stuff like that. And just believing as a movement that God will lead us, that he can speak to you and he can speak to you and he can speak to all of us, not just the me and God, but the we and God, that we could hear the same thing. And I just want to share some testimonies from 
really the revival prayer chat, some young adults that have been gathering, a summit that we had a few weeks ago, and specifically the Daniel Fast. So I jumped in on the Daniel Fast only a couple days ago. So hey, it's not too late. If you haven't jumped in on the fast, jump in on the fast. There's an invitation today. The Lord will do things. And the Daniel Fast is really Daniel's response to the Lord, like starting to lead him and show like dreams. It's like, God, I need interpretation. Like I need to fast and pray. So God is doing things. Jump in and get interpretation for your life. So some young adults have been gathering, honestly, since COVID started. Uh, I jumped in about like a year and a half ago, but basically to pray every like evening, except for Saturday evenings, which is crazy when you pray like that, unity is like gonna break out, you know? So we gathered this last weekend and everybody, I would say, we probably wouldn't have said this, but we came in with just open hearts of like, you know, God, we're seeing like the ones and twos in the workplace, but we're not seeing a great harvest. And we're kind of like, our methods aren't working and this is not, this is not revival. This is not what the Lord has. And so we came in just like, God, whatever, like whatever you want to do. And the Lord moved that weekend. He like, I wish I could share all the stories, but repentance, which if you guys have been a part of any of our prayer times, I'm pretty sure we repented every single prayer time this week. Um, and I didn't lead those, right? That's just God moving in all of us in the same exact way to bring about and say, God, we, we don't know like what to do, but we know that you know what to do. And so we just want to follow you in that. And so the Lord encountered us that evening, encountered us uh, even before that, leading up in dreams and some prophetic words. And it's just, you just can't make it up. I could share like four different dreams. I just want to share a little part of them, but that are like moving it together. And if God's never moved in dreams for you, he like in the past, I haven't seen him move in dreams either. And all of a sudden it's like just a glory cloud. I mean, that's why I feel like I can cry every second because you can't control your dreams, you know? Like, and I can't control my neighbor's dreams, but he's like speaking through them. And so we meet and basically there's, there's a lot going on with just like the conscription, right? Word that we had from a couple years ago, but specifically the conscription of Peter, where he goes out and he casts his net all night long. He's a fisherman. He has skills, right? He can fish. He casts his net all night long. And then the, he like rows his bow back in. There's nothing that happened. And the Lord tells him, cast your net. Just cast it one more time for me. And Peter says, oh gosh, I don't know. Like I've been casting it all night long. He's like, hey, cast it. He's like, okay, at your word, I'll cast my net. Now he's on the shoreline. That doesn't make any sense, right? Fish don't like swim upon the shore the last time that I thought and you just cast a net and you bring in a huge haul. You know, that doesn't make sense to us, but the Lord said it. So when the Lord speaks, right, his word doesn't return void. And so he casts his net and he brings in so many fish that his nets break. He calls his partners, right? And at that point, he doesn't care about the net. No one's like, Peter's this amazing fisherman. Everyone's like, that has to be God. This man in front of us, there's something going on here. And so it's not about us. It's about the Lord and us just saying, yes, God, at your word, I'll cast my net. And so I'm sure I know you guys in this church. I love you guys. You guys are casting your nets faithfully, you know, and you have been in the past. You're doing it now. There might be seasons and stuff like that, but the Lord's going to bring in a great harvest. And there were so many words this past weekend in dreams um, that we kind of like pieced together. And so I just want to share pieces of a couple of those. And one is there was a dream about a sailboat that's up on the sand and a big wave comes and takes it out of the sand and back out to sea. So if that's you, if you feel like you're on the sidelines, there's invitation for you, for the wave to come and for you to jump in to what's happening. There was a ton of words about being shipwrecked, right? We went in our own ways and we got shipwrecked and we don't have any of our skills or values or anything with us. We're just on an island. There are people who walked away into the jungle and just started to live life. And they were like, okay, I guess this is my life. I tried to go for God and it didn't work out. So now I got to figure out in the jungle. And then there are people that are on the shoreline, and this is where I would have put myself, they're just disappointed, just sitting there, heads down in our hands, like, God, I, I don't know what just happened, but like, 
I don't know, but there's like little faith that puts you on the shoreline that says maybe something will come in. And then there are some people who are looking out with full of faith and things are coming in and they're building a boat. There's floss sand. There's like little chunks of the shipwreck. And they're like, hey, I'm going to build a boat and we're going to go somewhere. And so just, I just feel like at, at every single stage, the Lord is saying, there's invitation for you to jump into what God's doing. And so just want to just testify to that. And it's not just our church. It's like, I mean, we had local people that were not involved with that weekend at this local church that have nothing to do with young adults. They're having dreams that are really lining up with that. I wish, again, I could share any of them. If you're having any dreams, I would love to get them. We're compiling them right now because it's just the word of God right now um, as we Daniel fast. So, oh my gosh, time. Um, great. So, yeah, I, I just want to testify specifically to where the Lord just for me, and, and like I said, a couple weeks ago, I forgot that this had even been happening, right? Like, so I'm not some person full of faith. Like, I'm just trying to obey what God told me to do, and he's moving through it. So just want to testify specifically that, like, you don't have to be overseas for God to use you miraculously. Like, right here, he's using you miraculously. And so, gosh, many of you have heard this story, but I'm a doctoral student. It feels like I started that program eons ago. I mean, it is like, it is labor, and I'm like, God, every day, I'm like, give me some vision, because it's, it's just not easy for me to be in that space. But I felt like when the Lord told me to go do a doctorate, he was like, what if I'm sending you for one international student? Like, what if it's just one, you know? And I, you know, I wish my heart was, like, so much more contrite to him, but I was like, God, I want to make an impact. Like, I, like, if you return in a couple years, like, and I'm still in this doctorate program, like, I haven't made any medicine. I haven't done anything. Like, like just one student? What about, like, 10? You know, in my heart, I mean, I really mean it, guys. This is not, like, this was hard for me. I'm like, God, I know you came for me, but it's hard for me to go for one other person, you know? And he was like, would you just trust me? And he just moved my heart into that space. And, and just a few weeks ago, this is crazy. I have a coworker. He comes from Hangzhou. We've, I've known him for a little while but we're talking about Christmas, right? He just asked me about Christmas, which, I mean, I didn't even say, like, hey, here's the gospel. He's like, hey, what's Christmas about? You know, it's just so easy. And I'm like, oh, wow, great. Let's talk about Christmas, you know? And so I start sharing about Christmas. And the next day, he shares with me that in the 20s, there was this mission, this medical mission that came into his village, right? Obviously, he wasn't alive in the 20s. This is history for him. But he remembers walking by this mission, right? So there's these faithful people in the 20s that came to Hangzhou, China, and were, like, sharing the gospel and specifically, he's like, he's just so fascinated by it. He's like, what's a missionary? Why would people in the 20s leave everything that they know and come? He hasn't seen his family in four years. He can't go back. He won't get a visa to come back. It's like, he's homesick, you know? And he's like, why would they do that? Why would they leave their family? So he just asked me his questions. And as we get to talk, I, I learned that his great-grandparents were believers. His great-great-grandparents were believers. His grandparents, some of them were believers, and it was stomped out by the Cultural Revolution. Like, just absolutely decimated. I learned about dissent in his family, just like among what's happening in the country, extended family, not really his immediate family. And I learned that his parents aren't believers. His mom's actually like pretty hurt and kind of turned off to it. And so, but here I am, I'm like, oh my gosh, God has pulled this student from Hangzhou, China, and he's put him in my lab, right? From a nation that won't let us testify his name openly, that's so hard to get into, that has crazy facial recognition. I mean, it's just so hard to get a visa. And he puts him in my lab. And I'm like, God, you're not moving in my lab. I don't know what you're doing in my life. He's put him in my lab. And what's crazy, he starts talking, I guess to his mom, I don't really know. Somehow word spreads to his great aunt, right? Not a close connection, but his great aunt. And his great aunt's like, I want to talk to this man. And so she tells me one day, he's like, hey, my great aunt wants to talk to you. I'm like, what? I'm like, that's, 
Uh, and he's like, yeah, like, she wanted to talk about the mission or something. I don't really know, you know. So she didn't speak any English, so we have to, like, set up a time. It's kind of weird um, for, like, a translator. And so, I mean, basically, like, I think it was, a, like, a week and a half later. Um, some of you guys have heard the first half of this. So a week and a half later, his great aunt calls me through a translator on WeChat, which if you guys know WeChat, I'm like, oh, my gosh, WeChat, this church is going to get shut down, you know. Um, like, <laughs> And basically, the translator, the first thing, he hands me the phone. The first thing is she's like, hey, are you in the same room as Zihao? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, leave that room. I'm like, hey, Zihao, like, one second. I'm going to, like, walk out of the office, you know, and take this call. And it was a really short conversation. But this great aunt, and I can hear her in the Chinese, and then, like, a second pause, and then the translator. And she's like, my grandson will know God. Not her grandson, her great nephew, but whatever, like translation, you know. But she's like, my grandson will know God. Like he is there, he will know God, you know. And I just realized there's, there's generations of people that are praying for their families and their families are right here and they don't have to be from Hangzhou, China, right? There's enough hurt in this world like to where people have run away from the church and they're sitting right next to you, you know? You can be working for the city. You can be working with all nationals. You can be working on the international student services. It doesn't matter. The Lord is going after the one, you know? He's like divinely orchestrating it and he's letting us be a part of it. Like we get to be a part of that. And so I just, guys, it, it's like simple obedience, right? It's, it's like nothing that we just like live our normal lives, but we do it with the word of God. And so I just, I just want to pray that God would open our eyes to what he's doing, that we wouldn't try to go cast our nets on our own. Your gifting, your tools, they won't see a great harvest, right? The Lord will bring about the harvest. And that's, that's what's glory, right? None of a, you, you know yourself. You don't want yourself on the throne. I hope you don't want, I don't want you guys on the throne. I don't want me on the throne. You know, I want God on the throne. So I don't want anyone else to receive glory or recognition. I want it to be God. So let's just cast aside our giftings. If he wants to use it, that's amazing. Part of the Part of this shipwreck word was that like we couldn't bring the crates that we started with, but that some of the crates came into the shore and we could use those, right? We could like move about those. And so I just want to pray, yes, that God would open our eyes. And so Lord, I just pray right now, God, we just, we say you're our leader, God. God, we trust you. And Lord, you can speak the same thing to all of us, God. You still speak today. We just prophesy, Lord, that you will speak in this church, God, that you will unify us, that you'll move the global church. Would you unite the church, God? And I just ask right now, Lord, for every little wick that we have, God, every little tiny faith that we have, would you use it? Would you increase it? Would you, yes, God, would you give us more hunger for what you want to do, Lord? Would you give us just a place? Would you teach us to die to ourselves, God? Would you teach us to die to our ways, God? You're the only one that can take us from where we've been to where we're going, God. Only you can do the sanctifying work in us. So we just ask, would you teach us to die to our own desire and to ourself, Lord? Would you give us dreams and visions in this church, God, that would unify us, not to glorify the signs, but to show us that you're speaking, God, that you are the God of the universe, that you can lead us, Lord. I just ask right now through this fast, God, that you give us discernment. Father, would you just give us discernment on what you're speaking, on where we can be? Would we be, yeah, just as it was prayed here, like, like the surfers that would be there before the wave. God, that we would ride the wave with you, that it would just be a joy in our life. In Jesus' name, let it be. Amen. Praise God. Oh my gosh. Hi. Um, my name is Jada, and I'm just here. On my... I'm here in the Young Adult Ministry, and like Matt said, God really is moving. Um, and so... Just so many things have happened this week, and I'm just going to share one little part of, like, so many things he's been doing in my life personally, and also just in my friends' lives. It's been crazy, y'all. Um, but earlier this week, my 
my brother is just not following Jesus, and he kind of had a big blowout with his his girlfriend, who is carrying, like, she's eight months pregnant with his baby, so I have a nephew coming soon, but he had kind of a big blowout with her, and just has been believing so many lies, and just, yeah, said some things about how he wasn't going to be in the baby's life, and and then he went radio silent, and he has struggled with, just to be blunt, like depression and suicide in the past, and has never done anything this extreme. And so he, all of our calls are going to voicemail. We couldn't reach him, had no idea where he was, turned off like all his location. Um, and it was just a really desperate moment where we're like, we don't even know if he's safe right now. Um, and I, like the family just rallied together, just me, my mom and my dad, we've just been praying and contending for him for so long. And we just came together to like pray over him and like pray that he was safe and that like every lie is being broken in Jesus name and and the community jumped in too so like quick plug for life group um and my mom was on the phone with his girlfriend later and we're just in the midst of this like chaotic moment and his girlfriend doesn't know Jesus either and my mom just to preface she like the reason she said it this way is because since she's known Madison, my mom has been nothing but love. So like Madison knows my mom's heart, but my mom is on the phone with Madison and she's just like, look, we want the blessing of God for you and like my brother and, and y'all's baby. Um, and like, it just, it can't come. Like you can't have God's full hand on your life if you're like par- partnering with sin. And if like, just being blunt, like if you're choosing sin, if you're choosing sexual immorality, if you're choosing these things. And Madison was so receptive. And my mom just like in an instant led her to the Lord and she gave her life to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> So just in an instant, like her eternity was changed and she has like, like, I'm going to start reading my Bible and my mom's like, start with the gospels. And so we're just like now literally standing in faith, like my brother's going to follow right behind her in Jesus name. And like, I'm just like at this point, if God is for us, who can be against us, you know? And I just want to like, again, just say that like the river is flowing, like just step in, like it's not too late join the fast, like lay something down because Jesus is worthy of it. Like, like the media fast, jump in. He's like ridding us of every distraction, everything that is not him. He's saying like, take your eyes off of it and only look at me. And when we do that, he's like faithful to like refine us in the fire of his love. Like he's, he's doing it guys, like in real life, like right now. So I just want you guys to jump into that and be a part of it. Um, I'm just going to pray. God, I just thank you that you're making our souls lean, God, that we are like hungering and desiring more of you. Make us ready as your bride. He's, he wants to make us ready. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who has like arranged a marriage for his son. Make us the spotless, blameless bride for you, God. He invited some people to the wedding feast and they just rejected him. He invited others, but actually they just took it. They took the invitation too lightly and still didn't make it. So he said, go, go into the highways and the byways and invite anyone and everyone. And we're anyone and everyone, guys. So he's inviting us. 
God, just prepare our hearts as your bride and let this be just a cleansing time and let revival come in Brian College Station in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, I just want to honor these two people. Um, Matt and Jada are just so kind, and if you get the chance to get to know them, they are just so full of the Holy Spirit and so um, just walk in um, their calling and the peace of the Lord so well. So I just want to honor you all real quick. Um, yeah, so my name is Josh. I've been in the young adult ministry for the last two years. Uh, graduated in 2019. A whoop. Yeah, for those of you who are, <laughs> I'm like old. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so quick little uh, thing about me. I grew up in Guatemala, and so if you need vision for that mission trip, I, I, I just have vision coming out of my ears for that. I just like, I, the Guatemalan church is ready for a move of God to send them to the nations, and um, if, you, if that stirs your heart at all, I want to talk to you about that. So quick little missions, nations plug. Um, yeah, so just, um, so I've just always had the nations on my heart. And just through all of college, I like spent every, every decision, every, like everything in my life was like, Lord, I want to go to the nations. Like I've seen what you've done in Guatemala. I want to take that um, um, to the furthest nations, the hardest places. Lord, send me I here I am. Send me, send me. Um, yeah, and then I like finally graduated, went overseas, and then COVID hit, and I like got sent back here. And the Lord invited me into a season of working here in the states, and it really like I don't know how Americans work. I don't know how like <laughs> like it was like just such a season, a hard season of like. Um, of like just trusting God with, with dreams and visions and the things that he's put on my heart. So for the last two years, the Lord has like invited me into praying for my coworkers. And, um, and I just really just want to cast vision for the places that God has put you um, and the places that he's led you into and that they're not bad. They're places where he's refining and growing us and making us into the people he wants us to be. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, so, uh, over the last year, um, one of my coworkers, um, I was just praying and not really seeing a lot of fruit, just getting to, and I'm like pretty like, I'll go up to people and be like, Hey dude, I'm praying for you. Um, how can I pray for you? And they'll be like, okay, dude, whatever, crazy Christian dude. Um, but that's okay. Like if they if our brothers and sisters in Christ overseas are willing to die for their faith, like, are we willing to be a little bit awkward? Are we willing to be people who are, um, who are just maybe not bold, but like trust in God to, to fight for us and walk before us. And so, um, yeah, so I wasn't really seeing a whole lot of fruit at work. Right. So I'm like, um, within six months ago, one of my coworkers start is walking out the door and he has a Bible. I'm like, dude, you're reading that thing. And he's like, he turned to me and he just said, Josh, like the Holy Spirit has touched my heart in a way that I've um, I've never felt like before. So it's like, so I'm praying for him and I'm like the only believer that I really know in my office and like his 14 year old daughter drags him to church. He gets saved. And now we're praying together every like Tuesday morning and just asking God to come, asking God to move. And so this whole last semester we're praying together. We're asking God to, um, for breakthrough at our work together. Just me and this one other dude at the cabinet shop. Um, and so, 
Um, okay, so we're, I was invited into this fast and into this time of just um, setting aside time to pray more, to, to ask God for vision. And honestly, walking into this, I was like, Lord, I have nothing else. I've started every single spiritual conversation that I think that I can come up with. I've like, I've told everybody in my office that I'm praying for them, Lord, what can I do? Like, I can't do anything. You know what, Lord? Like, you're gonna have to go before me. You're gonna have to fight for me. Your sword is going to have to, um, like, to, to pierce the soul of, of people because I don't have anything left. And kind of like walked into that sem- this semester just like not really super expectant, expecting a dry season. But then like last Thursday, um, one of my coworkers comes up to me and um, he, he says, Josh, um, like I know that you're praying for people. And I was standing or I was, I was um, working in this random um, thing came into my mind and it was like this word and it was Deuteronomy and um, and then these numbers I think they're verses um, 27 9 through 10 and I think it's a Bible verse and I tried to read it but I didn't understand it and I was like okay let's uh <laughs> let's look at this real quick and, and it's I okay I'm just gonna read it um, Deuteronomy 27 9 through 10 Then Moses and the Levitical priest said to all Israel, keep silence and hear, O Israel. This day you have become the people of the Lord your God. You shall therefore obey the voice of the Lord your God, keeping his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. So he's like, what do you think that means? And I'm like, let's grab dinner and talk about it. And um, so, yeah, we, man, we just like, went to Fuego and talked about it. And like, um, just like, um, like, just got to share like my hope in Jesus and my, like what the Lord's done in my life. And um, he really resonated with it. And he's um, decided to start um, a new relationship with Jesus. And, and I say that not to like, be like, oh, John, like y'all clearly know, like I didn't do anything. It was just like the Lord, like his sword went before me and and brought in the harvest that, like, I was hoping to see. So really, like, um, I just want to, like, if there's a place like your classroom or your, or your office or whatever place the Lord has led you into, just ask him to move. Like, his Holy Spirit is going before us. We walk in his steps that he lays out before us. And, um, like, all we have to do is have our eyes open, be expectant people of God. Um, yeah, um, so just like th- this word in my life has kept coming up. It's 2 Corinthians 5, 20. Um, and it says, we are therefore ambassadors as though Christ, God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Yeah. So right now, I just want just to pray that the, that the authority of ambassadorship would rest on each and every one of y'all of our souls right now that we would be people of God that like that know that God is um, going before us and that it's not by our own might it's not by our own power it's not by our persuasive words or actions it's just by the presence of God that we walk forward um, in life so I'm just gonna pray that for us right now Jesus would you come into this place? And would you rest on every soul right now? Lord, if 
if anyone is feeling any sense of inadequacy or, you know what, maybe I'm not like good enough to like share Jesus with people. I don't know enough. I don't even feel like I can um, have any words. Lord, I just pray that you would silence those lies and that, Lord, you would fill every single person with your Holy Spirit and with a, with a calming trust that you are going before us, that you have conferred authority onto us um, and that we are ambassadors for you that represent an authority that goes beyond um, anything we know, Lord, and that if we continue to trust in you and walk in your peace, that you will do things that, the greater things than we can even ask, think, or imagine, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Would our worship and our praise and our obedience go up before you like sweet incense, and may our lives be dedicated to you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Good morning. Um, you are awesome. Okay, my name is Becky, and I am not a young adult. <laughs> so hopefully you get a fresh, a different view. But um, this morning, I just wanted to share a couple of different times in my life where fasting has just brought a lot of breakthrough, like huge breakthrough in our family, and just kind of just share what God has done um, when we like lay down and like sacrifice and like let go of like worldly things and food and all those things and we press into Jesus and we allow him to do what he does best. Um, so a handful of years ago, my two oldest daughters um, were constantly bickering and constantly arguing and fighting and it just broke my mama's heart and I just got really angry about how often they would just fight and like just argue, and I uh, was praying about it, and I was waiting on the Lord, and he started to reveal to me and show to me that there was a generational curse on my family. Like, um, my husband's mother and her sister did not get along, to the point I'd never met, I'd never met my mother-in-law's sister ever. Um, like, it was just that kind of estranged, and I watched my husband's sisters bicker and argue all the time, and I said, I don't want that for my family. I don't want that. I, that is generational, and we are breaking it off, and so I pulled my girls in, and they're like 10 and 12 at the time. I pulled them in, and I said, this is what God's showing me. This is what I see happening, and I don't want it, and we're going to pray, and we're going to fast together, and so they chose like 10 and 12-year-old little things to fast from, and they, you know, chose to press in with me in that moment, and God brought freedom. God brought breakthrough. It was amazing to see, you know, two, three weeks later, them giggling and laughing and praying and playing together and just like seeing how much God like brought like reconciliation to their hearts. And even like to this day, like they went shopping on Saturday and they had a good time and they were hanging out and they just God is faithful in, in like meeting those places where you are crying out in desperation to him. And I, um, there's one other time a couple years ago where another one of my daughters was facing like just a challenge in her life and like was questioning a lot about who she was and, 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 and how God had made her. And it just broke my heart. And I said the same thing. I was like, no, this is another curse from the enemy, another thing that I've seen in our family, and we are not going to have it. And we um, just a plug again for like this church and this body, like the youth leaders and the youth group, we gathered together and we fasted together and we prayed together 
And we prayed freedom over not only my daughter, but just the youth in general, because we were seeing like this continual place where the enemy was attacking in this certain way of just their sexual identity and just all of this junk that was just inundating our youth group. And so we stood together and we prayed and we fasted and we found breakthrough. Like my daughter knows who she is and she knows how God has created her and she is in love with Jesus to this day. And it's super just powerful on how like pressing into God in those moments will bring um, breakthrough. And um, thirdly, um, I, I am currently like praying and believing and in a moment of just like pressing into Jesus for big things. And it's been a long time. This is probably one of the first times I've really pressed into Jesus and have fasted and like just cried out continually. And I still haven't seen the breakthrough that my heart is wanting, but I trust God and I, I believe and I have like foundational things to stand on that says, I know that God will meet me in those places. I know I've seen him work. I've seen him move. And so like what I want to pray for you guys is if you have those places where you are crying out and you're contending and you're believing for God for things that he that you will have the faith to, to stand until he brings breakthrough this fast right now that we're currently in. God has just been renewing my heart, renewing my faith, renewing and just bringing me back to a place of being steadfast in who he is and his faithfulness to me and my family and the things that um, he's called us to. And so um, I just want to pray for that same renewal over your heart if you're in a place where you're just contending and believing for big things for God. So Father God, I just pray, Lord, we ask that you would just move, that you would restore our faith, that you restore our hearts, Lord, in those places where we're believing for big things, where we've felt you call us to things, where you felt you called us to, to be challenged and to rise up and to sacrifice things, and we're not seeing the breakthrough that we want financially, relationally, whatever it is, Lord, we trust that you are in control, Lord, and there's nothing that our plans are going to do that are going to be helpful, Lord, so we resign ourselves to you and your plans and your ways because they're higher than ours, God, and we just ask that you would put that peace in our hearts so that we would know that you are in control and we'd be able to walk confidently and faithfully in you, keeping our eyes focused on you and you alone and not on anything else, not on the results, not on what's happening, Lord, but keep our eyes focused on you, Jesus, because you are worthy, you are worth it all, Father, and we just ask that you would bring that peace into our hearts, and it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So good. Man. God's alive, y'all. He is moving. Just wanted to read this verse, these verses in Revelation 12, um, verses 10 and 11. It says, then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. So just hearing these stories of God moving and God's so clearly evident in ways that you cannot explain in human wisdom, human logic. Um, I just think there's such an invitation, obviously, for us to take part. If you're sitting in the chair and you're thinking, man, that's amazing and inspiring, but how would that work out in my situation? 
You know, how would, how would that change? How would the trajectory change for me and the struggle I'm seeing in front of me? And just as I was listening to all of these stories, I was like, man, each one of them had a trajectory that looked kind of bleak, you know, kind of dire. But there was a faith and there was a, a stepping out and saying, what I see in front of me is not what I'm going to cling to as reality. I'm going to cling to who I know God is and what I know his heart is and what I believe the kingdom of God is like above what I can see in front of my face. And so I just think that this morning as we respond to God and, and we hear what he's doing, that if that's you and, and you're sitting in your chair and you're like, man, I, I'm, I'm inspired, I'm stirred up, those stories are amazing, but I, I'm still on the fence about whether or not God can bring breakthrough, God can bring the triumph, God can bring the, the victory in, in my deal, then I would just encourage us to, to remember this, you know, that, that we've seen triumph by the, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of his testimony, which is what we just heard. So if you would go ahead and stand up uh, and yeah, just as we go back to uh, worship right now and just, uh, just focus back on Jesus and what he's doing, what he's done, what he's going to do. Uh, and, and that's you where you're like on the fence questioning, Lord, do I stick my neck out and believe for something that historically has just proven to be a disappointment? Um, or do I go for it, you know, to, to just seek God and see what he's saying about that situation? Um, because this is a, a seed of faith, I think, that's being planted right now just by hearing the, the word of testimony. And he wants to continue to work, continue to multiply the, the kingdom of heaven in our midst. So, Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you that you are not dead, that you have not uh, left us to go take care of other things, Lord, but you are alive in our midst. You care about your body and your bride and your children, Lord. And God, we just declare that what is unseen is greater than what is seen. That, that the things that you've put in our hearts and our minds and believing for victory, believing for the kingdom of heaven to come and, and bring breakthrough where there's been death, where there's been depression, where there's been um, frustration and disappointment, Lord, we just believe that you have more for us, that you want to bring life and life abundantly as you've promised that you are, are here to do. So God, we just trust you right now, Lord. We believe um, in your power and your authority above our own power and authority. We believe in your, your life and your um, eternal, uh, your eternal power above our own, God. So we just praise you. We fix our eyes on you again. And yeah, just like the elders, just like the living creatures who, who cast everything down so that we can look at you, we say yes to you right now. In Jesus' name.